I won't make a big deal about it. <laughs> Hello and good morning, good afternoon, wherever it is that you are tuning in from. I am Angie Peters, and this morning we have Pepper Deal with us, and as always, Vince Reem. And um, you guys, we are going to make this more regular, and I'm so excited about it. So every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m., right? 8? Yes, it's 8. (laughs) Bright and early. Bright and early. And um, hey, it's not 7. Right. Yes. So, um, you know, life has gotten a little bit more crowded, I'm going to say. And so it, it forces us to utilize some earlier hours, which is fine. That's actually, it's really good for me. I I love starting the day off like this. So what are we talking about this morning? I'm so excited. Um, We are getting ready to start a new series, um, Restoration, because that's what's on God's mind, is is restoring um, all the things. And um, and we're going to start with restoring family. And so that's what we're talking about this morning. Now, this is a gargantuan topic. And we're going to try and sum it up in <laughs> in a very shortened nutshell version because it's just far too big for us to be able to to even begin to to open the door on this thing and and, and even speculate all that God intends to, to do. You know, I can I can kind of enca- encapsulate what I feel Him doing, but um, to to be able to really get detailed on this. I, I don't know, but I am excited to see it all unfold. So we had um, gathered together back in uh, the end of September and um, as a body just began to lean in to hear what it was that that God had for us for the next year. And um, and out of that came a, a, a beautiful yet challenging word from God. And so much of it was concerning restoring family life. And I'm just going to read you one little excerpt out of there. It says, I'm after my family. I'm uncovering ties to deception, freeing my people to commune deeply and authentically. Great courage will come upon you to look beyond the surface. I'm uncovering bonds, trappings, and vices. That part right there is what gets me so excited. I realize what's on the backside of this. So I'm not like unwilling to look at at the pain that could be involved in this, but I am excited because I feel as if there has been so many things that have been hidden away, locked away for so long and unlooked at that this gives us an opportunity to, to actually be free from the things that we probably would prefer not to look at. So let me just read that again. Great courage will come upon you to look beyond the surface. What a promise. I need that, right? Like I need that great courage to to come upon me. It's a transparent season. I am bonding my body, not over just anything, over life abundantly, over great grace, justice, and truth. Hold the line of conviction, break the back of tolerance, and continue to echo no compromise. It is then that I will begin to shape and mold family life like you've never known. You'll be known as a phenomenon as you step into my commons. Signs, wonders, and miracles will accompany great grace. The measure will be known in no needs among you. None. Understand what I'm getting at. There won't be any issues of health, wealth, hunger. All will be satisfied. This is what I'm setting up. 
Yours is to hold the line of no compromise and continue to feed the fire and consider the cost. So, I mean, in all of this, it's like he intends to do these things. And it's so easy for us to get caught up in what's my part. Your part is to not compromise, right? <laughs> to, to boil it down, we have to stop compromising. And and we have been in compromise for years now, unwilling to allow the just Lord to enter into our grace scene. And now he's wanting to go deep and undo some things that, that we've allowed to creep in where compromise has left a door open to the enemy. We, we have a tangled up, messy scenario. So I don't know. What would you guys add to that? You know, I, I love the, the part you talked about with great courage. That is something that we all need. Um, absolutely. And um, speaking to this no compromise part, it's something that, that um, we've talked about uh, surrounding this subject. This is something that God is wanting to do. And we can't try to uh, take the place of him and do it in our own strength, in our own power, in our own understanding and um what we think we know and and doing so is a compromise we're, we're compromising our our relationship with him we're compromising his leading of our lives if we try to do it in our own strength and try to uh, somehow manufacture restoration and and so i i love that um what you shared out of the word for 2023 about what god is doing in restoring families it's it's exciting mm-hmm. uh, i'm 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 very um excited and expectant uh, uh for big things um but i'm also very curious about what this is going to look like because we don't necessarily know what that's going to look like and so um I, I, i'm curious about that uh, i was going to say something else oh um with, with that uh, piece about um, not trying to take the place of God in doing this and, and manufacturing restoration ourselves. Um, the, the posture that we take in this is something that is uh, that Holy Spirit's been kind of pressing on me ab- about what's taking place here. And, and in that posture, really looking at and, and being immersed in the fear of the Lord. That is something that I know uh, is is a place that we should be starting with everything. And and I know a lot of you watching will understand what I mean by the fear of the Lord. But uh, if if not, it, it's about reverence. It's about um, looking at his leading and following his leading and not not being worried about anything else that's taking place around us, not taking into account what uh, people may think of you in in following his lead, in in doing what it is that he's showing you, saying what it is that you hear him uh, wanting to release through you. We can't be concerned about what other people are thinking and being fearful of man, and and that's another place of compromise uh, if we continue to do that. Yeah, yeah. Pepper, Pepper, my mind stopped kind of at that point where the Lord was talking about continuing to feed the fire and, you know, just like a, a wood fire in the natural place, you know, it, when it starts to die down, you got to put the 
poker in there and poke it and stir up the embers and, or it's going to go out or, you know, it's not going to warm sufficiently if you don't tend to the fire. And I was thinking about that in terms of our families and counting the cost. And yeah, there is a cost in our families, our spiritual families and our natural families to not grow weary because certain family issues or prodigals or just regular family encounters that we've all been praying for in some form or another, you tend to get weary in that well-doing. And so there's a temptation to just say, I know for me, my temptation, and I make it sound spiritual, but it's really not spiritual because I was like, I'm not going to worry about that, Jesus, it's yours. (laughs) And sometimes I think that's my way of saying, I don't want to deal with this. I'm not going to worry about it. (laughs) And so I kind of spiritualize it. It's all yours, Jesus, you know, but sometimes it's ours together. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was given a word one time and this lady, she said to me, she said, you're very diligent about praying for your family, but she says, you need to pray from a place of victory and not Mm -hmm. from a place Mm -hmm. of defeat. And so I've never forgotten that because sometimes we pray for our family and our loved ones and it's, we're praying the complaints and we're praying the problems or we're saying the right words, but in our heart, it's like, this has gone on for years. It just will never change. This can never turn around, you know? So I think in this season, we're going to kind of have to shake ourselves, be ready to start over, but not in the same old way and whatever new way for us that the Lord wants us to begin again and just kind of keep stirring that fire with our, our church family, with our biological family, and and uh, just not grow weary in that because restoration, you know, it, it's nice to have a suddenly, but even sometimes the things I think we call suddenlies have been a progress, have been a work in progress. And so I think it's those little things that we keep adding to the fire that will bring the breakthrough to bring the restoration that we've been praying for. Right. Um, Vince and I had had been in a a meeting with someone uh, uh, several months back and it was um, it was such an eye opening experience. There there was a chair in the room that was a little bit tattered and, and worn. And immediately God was drawing my attention to this about like, what, what would the process of, cause we were talking about restoration and um, what would the process of restoration be like for that chair? And, and, and in all honesty, restoration has a violence to it. There, there is a, a thrashing that takes place in that process where there, there is undoing that that has to be accomplished before we can get to the end product and and yeah. it is our humanity that that wants to take a peek at the the <laughs> the mess and and then have this high and lofty expectation of the finished product but we don't want to be in the process <laughs> yeah. we don't want to be in that that restoration process that is required 
and and we even we even give nod to the ministry of reconciliation not realizing that there's a restoration process and it's it's very similar to what i was talking about last friday with this falsified mm-hmm. forgiveness and i think that we can look at any area of our christianity and go okay that was like falsified and, and that's what you're talking about pepper where you're like i'm just not going to worry about it <laughs> that, that is like that isn't real that that's us just trying to sweep the thing under the rug because we don't have the capacity to deal with it we don't want to look at the mess we we want Mm. to keep our our pristine mindset of i'm fine everything's fine and Mm. and that's just not reality and even though this word says that great courage is going to come upon you we have this habitual issue of listening to those kinds of things and instantly rushing to the end game and and seeing the finish which is fine but it's also fanciful mm-hmm. and if we could just stop if we could practice the pause and be like okay mm-hmm. lord give me courage to sit in this not just courage to view the end game but yeah. i want courage to sit in it and i think so often there is this this door vision that that people have of you know that that closet that is stuffed so full of crap if i can say that word (laughs) (laughs) and that that if we even barely crack the thing we're going to be overcome by all that that spills out and 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 this is this is where audacious jesus walks in right and he's just blowing the door off of everything because he doesn't just see the mess I'm not saying he doesn't look at the mess because we know full well that he does. He picked up the mess. He carried the mess. He died for the mess. And, um, but he, he sees that the end game also. So he has eyes to see the whole thing and, and knows, you know, the path that's, that's going to be required to, to get us to that end game. And so I think we'd be foolish to, to think that there is not going to be some pain involved, but I also know that passion is derived from pain and it, it is our, our, our humanity that wants to, to jump to that end space. And when we, when we've already imagined what that looks like and, and the process doesn't feel like that, we reject the whole package. Yeah. That's just not God. Right. Mm-hmm. We, we want to pin that on some kind of demonic influence. You better believe it's God. He's wanting to undo things. And what is required in that is to have the courage to look at the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It, the listening to you talk about that and recounting that story of, of the conversation around restoring the chair uh, really got me thinking about another point you brought out in in what you read from the word for 2023 about counting the cost. Um, When I think about restoration and uh, something that resonates in my mind as an illustration of that is, is restoring an old car. Mm. You have to look at this thing and evaluate what work needs to be done. Really count the cost of this thing. You can draw out a great picture of what you want it to look like at the end, but if you don't start at the point of what needs to happen to get me there, right? If this is a a restoration where I am trying to restore this car back to its uh, uh, original state from when it rolled out of the factory line, 
there is a real cost there because I'm going to have to go out and search and hunt for every single nut and bolt to make it exactly original. And there is a, a huge amount of, of time and energy and effort and passion that's required to be put into this restoration mm -hmm. process. And, and that has to be taken into account when you're looking at what is this going to cost? And then, you know, you obviously have to look at the, the mess you're about to make as you start that deconstruction process, uh, because that has to happen too, uh, to, to take it apart and, and begin to restore every, every facet, every detail of the thing. And, and, and that's something that, that is, is, uh, of great need when we enter into uh, and following the lead of God to restore families and see that restoration take place. What is this? What's the cost here? Mm -hmm. And if you're not willing to, to pay that cost, uh, I don't know where you go from there. Uh, so really getting back to, to counting that cost. It's another one of the themes for the year is recounting. And so, um, I, I want to make sure that everybody is is thinking about that and um, not spiritualizing the hiding like Pepper was talking <laughs> about. Uh, if if you decide that it's not worth the cost, that's not necessarily hiding. That's just a decision you've made. There's no shouldn't be any guilt or shame there. It's just what it is. But we need to count the cost of of what it is that we're entering into here, and and keep in mind what the end result is. There is a promise there. There is um, uh, something far greater life, more abundant that God has on the backside of this process. We just need to be willing to follow his lead through that. Yeah. Pepper. Well, I was thinking about too, taking the process of restoration deeper and I, that was really excellent because you start with the chair and then Vince went to an e even deeper thing with the car, you know, and I was thinking about how sometimes we can take a pious position, especially if we're believers and the restoration we need is unbelievers or people who are not living their best life, mm. you know, and so we take the position that, um, God, you need to work on them. You need to do something for them. And that is true. God does need to do something with their heart. But in the process, we forget our own hearts because our families and our lost loved ones don't just need to be restored to us. We need to be restored to them. Mm, and so good. there can't be, you know, a piece of the chair that's restored in this one piece. It's just fine. Just, just slap it on. It's not going to be a reflection of a finished holy product because God doesn't have to do anything. So if my loved ones or anybody in my church family, whatever the case may be, needs to be sanded down and go under the sander, well, I have to go under the sander too. I can't take the position well. You know, God, if you just fix them, I'm good because God does double duty. You know, we, we always think of in terms, if the situation's more obvious on the other side, that God, you need to fix them. And that may be true, but God doesn't waste anything while he's working 
on them, he's working on us. And we have to kind of take those walls down to see our own heart and see, okay, yeah, I, I, I do. I do need you to work on my heart too in relation to this. Right. And I like what, what Chris is saying here, that it's just, it's spiritual pride. And, mm-hmm. and that, that is, that's exactly what it is. And, and, and I like what you're saying, Pepper, about it's not just them that needs to be restored. We have to play a part. Like if there's, if there is a, a family member that is um, gone astray or, you know, just not doing the things, you know, we have to be affected by what it is that God is doing in their lives or we will never release them. We will always hold them hostage to what we have known of them in the problem, in the, in the pain. And, and so we have a job to do and, and it is, it is spiritual pride. And I love that you said that Chris, because you hit the nail on the head there. And um, we don't want to release people from, from the, the problems that they've caused, the pain that they've caused, the hurt that they've caused, because it's, it's affected us and it has been painful and it has hurt. And, and so our reaction to that is to hold them hostage to who they've been rather than who God calls them. And this is easier said than done. So don't like think that I've got it all together here. Like our job is to hit refresh on one another's lives on a regular basis. We have to continue to refresh what we know about one another because God is always moving. And, and I can feel it first, like, my flesh is like, does not even like the fact that you said <laughs> spiritual pride. <laughs> no, that God's calling me out where he's just like, honey, you've got to let some things go. You've got to be willing to upgrade um, your, your knowledge uh, of people. And this is where not leaning on our own knowledge, our own understanding comes into play big time because we, we run with our carnal knowledge so often and, and it's actually become a comforter to us, which is sick. When I say it like that, I understand that we need to start saying the real thing. So like that, that's part of not compromising is being willing to be honest about, about these kinds of things and, and realize that, oh my gosh, like my own understanding, my own knowledge has taken the place of the comforter. It, it has been a security blanket for me. And, and I have played the game of holding the others hostage to who they used to be rather than who God calls them. Yeah. So I'm guilty of that as well. Yeah. And that. Um, talking about our responsibilities and ownership, I, I pulled up our our boundary lines, and one of those is growing in ownership. Mm. And the definition is embracing shifts and change as a means to personal and team growth, seeking to own our actions, responsibilities, and our piece of the organization or family or uh, whatever that is, uh, rather than seeking empowerment. We live every day like owners that are invested in success and not just executing dutifully. I absolutely love that because it speaks to to what you both were talking about in in not just focusing outwardly, but making sure we're, we're also catching what it is that God is doing in our own lives. Uh, because w- without that work being done internally within each of us, it, it's it's not going to to work when we come into oneness, if we're still caring and holding on to uh, something from the past where 
uh, like you're talking about, Angie, holding people hostage rather than hitting refresh on our outlook of one another. Mm -hmm. And so if that's what you're carrying in, into oneness, into uh, the space of community, that when you come together with with people, uh, that's what's going to be um, continuing to hold hold you down and hold others down. Yeah, yeah. It's and and again, it, it we're, we're making this sound like it's really easy, and and it's <sighs> not. This is going right. to take that great courage that he's promising that that he's going to dispense over us in order to to look not just look at the things right, but to be able to enter into the messy relationships with the hope of restoration. You know, even as I was um, falling asleep last night, I was just crying out to God. I'm like, make me pliable. Like, I, I want what you want. And and I can be stubborn. I don't know if you knew that, but I can be stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> and and I need him to 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 give me the courage to be pliable because to be quite honest with you, my heart has deep aches because of family scenarios, and and I, I want restoration for that, but I also want to hold it against them, and so mm -hmm. that's where I need him to to enter in and, and make me pliable to to help me release the things that need to be released and and to allow him space in my own mind to to be the redeemer to be the one that can step in and make all things new i have to learn to partner with that and so often when there is pain we 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 want to hold tight to the thing that that's causing the wound which is so messed up <laughs> but we do we like to pick at the wounds and and he wants to heal them he has a, a a healing balm that he is wanting to release honestly over our souls first because if yeah. our souls cannot be healed in these areas the rest of us will continue to agree with our souls because our souls are powerful they really mm -hmm. are i mean when when, mm -hmm. when the seat of emotion is is trying to become the leading role it, yeah. we have a serious problem we, we need our spirits to to be able to rise up and the only way that that's going to happen is if we tell our soul where it needs to be and that's something mm -hmm. that, that i know you've taught on pepper so i add to that well you what, what came to mind, I was thinking earlier, that statement you made about hitting the refresh button on what we know. And I love that because we do want to, you know, we do want to go with what we see. And faith goes with what we know by the spirit. And so sometimes in that restoration, it's like, okay, I'll be reconciliated and restored when I see the change. But that just makes more of a breach right? when you're waiting for the change, whether it is an apology or some religious action that you think needs to take place for you to believe that restoration is possible and this person is healed, this relationship is healed. But one thing that I think is helping me and I'm trying to do more is get a picture of what God has said about that person and even ask God, what do you say about this person? Because 
what you see is not what God sees, but we fixate on what we see. I mean, it's kind of natural. So hitting the refresh button on what we know, I think is just excellent because if we keep walking in faith, it's going to build us up. It's going to build up our hope for restoration. But if we, we've already tried it, we know it doesn't work to keep going by what we see. So we might as well just drop it, you know, because, and, and have God give you the picture, you know, and then when you see this other stuff, just, just, just fixate on that picture that God gave you, you know? Yeah, no, it, it's, it's so true. And I love what you said about, you know, not waiting for the, the end result. Let's be in this now. And, and again, you know, and I'm going to keep going back to this because right now I'm holding tight. I'm holding fast to the, he is releasing courage to enter yeah, into this because I, I need that. I need his courage to be able to continue on with resiliency. I don't want to just be this haggard limp person that's being <laughs> drug along this road of, of restoration. I, I want to be empowered in this process. I want to have the strength. Now, am I weak in this area? Yes. Th- but there's a promise on that too, right? Mm-hmm. Like in my weakness, his strength comes in. And, mm-hmm. and that's where this courage is, is playing such a big role for us and in, in, in being able to be resolute in this process of, of restoration. And, and I love that. I love that. That's what he's leading with that. He didn't have to say that it's written in the word, right? Like we know in our Bibles that, that he tells us to be strong and courageous over and over and over again. Shoot. In the first two chapters of Joshua, he yeah. said, he says that over at least five times, yeah. be, be strong and courageous. And, and yeah. so we know that that's something that's already promised to us. It's something that we have access to, but in his kindness, he's releasing that in a, a very living word today for this next year to be able to walk in his courage to partner with what it is that he's doing in this restoration of family, the restoration of church, the restoration yeah. of land. I mean, yeah. he, he's going deep. And, and part of me is, is cautioned because we've set aside like a month for this restoration teaching. <laughs> and I know full well that this is going to be a continuation throughout the entire 12 months that there's just, I mean, I'm not saying that God can't do it in a month. I Let that be known. If he wants to do it in a month, Praise ye the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) I welcome that. But but I have a feeling that this is going to to be a a continuation throughout the entire year that we're going to have to come back to it over and over and over again and and continue to remind ourselves that he has released great courage Mm -hmm. over us to be able to do a swan dive into the this mess right and and he's talking about you know uh, uh, wanting to sever even the the spiritual ties the family ties that are so errant and and i'm thinking you know like this is generations that we're talking about where he is he's releasing us from these generational curses that have existed in our our family lines for who knows how long who knows when these things yeah i mean i i think about just my 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 own nuclear family and and how 
open we've been to, you know, different attacks and, um, and not to mention, you know, generation after generation. And so you can, you can imagine what the, um, some of the, the curses that could, you know, be on our family lines. And here's the thing. He wants the purity of his majestic blood to be the only lines between our history, right? Like great grandpa, Adam and us. Amen. That's the only thing that should be existing between us. But there is such an impurity that we have tolerated. So we know that's like God is over our tolerance <laughs> for the the evil things that, or even the less than. I mean, we might not even look at these things and go like, that is demonic. It, even if he's saying, you know, um, your, your, um, your appetite for, for breads needs to go then we need to have a no tolerance um stance with those things like you're right god like my tolerance of my (laughs) consuming bread on i mean this is not my thing but (laughs) on a regular basis has to go because you say and and i realize i've watered that down completely but you know what i'm i'm getting at is that like whatever he is saying can no longer exist in our family line has to go. So if it's, if it's TV, if it's, if it's music and, you know, so often where there is an anointing for worship on a family, music can become the stronghold. And, and I know that God is emphasizing worship right now, like no other time. And if I ever, <laughs> yeah. and, um, and, and so there is, there's going to be a, a line of compromise that we need to be very, very aware of and sensitive to like, okay, where, where am I towing the line? Right. I, I don't want to be anywhere near that line. I want, I want the, the worship that, that is, is coming from me to be authentic, to be pure. And the only way to do that is to, to walk with him in this, this no compromise zone. So I don't know, guys, what would you say about that? This, this no compromise zone is, it's something that we've become so familiar with, with compromise that we don't even recognize it. And that's just something I, I've been observing and, and become aware of over the last few months is how deeply entrenched in compromise we are in, in our own various ways. And, and it seems like we're all uh, being awakened to that. Yeah. right now and so uh it, it's definitely something that's that's been been hitting me kind of hard and been like oof oh that kind of hurts but i'm i'm happy to be aware of it mm-hmm. so i can move away from that compromise and and we've talked uh over the course of this morning about how uh, this sounds a lot easier than it actually is uh, and because there is a, a dying to these things that has to take place. Right. And, and that's, that's an, another important thing to count the cost. And, and yes, it would be great if the restoration just took this one month that we have set aside for the series. Um, but you know, at the end of this, it's likely that we're going to move to a new level of glory. And, and that is where we, we hit that space and we're like, mm, this is, this is unfamiliar. I feel like, uh, I'm starting over or, and we, we will have a tendency to misrecognize that and, and not realize that, oh, we've just hit another level of glory. So now it's time to learn, time to do some more training, some more uh, counting the cost. Um, 
moving deeper into this uh, restoration that, that God is doing with all the things yeah. like you talked yeah. about at the beginning. And, and that's something we just have to continue to press into and continue to press into and realize that uh, as we move deeper in, there's, there's more dying that's going to take place. And, um, but it's a good thing. Uh, just, just know that there is, if you can't see what the promise is on the backside of, of that, that process, then uh, just know it's there though. That, that's, yeah. that is the, the one thing that um, I could offer as encouragement with this um, because it's not as easy uh, uh, to walk out as it is to talk out. Right. Oh, that's so good. It's, it's a, yes. Well said. <laughs> and and I, I, I know that, you know, we will die a hundred deaths in the season. I, I just know it. I, I, you can feel it. Like there is, there are, it, it's it, for me, it's always going to go back to the story of David wanting to bring the ark into the city. Right. And, you know, we know he totally messes it up first time around, but that the second attempt, you know, it's every, was it seven steps? I always get this confused. Six or seven six, steps, you know, six. six steps. Yeah. Okay. So every six steps, you know, they're killing an animal, they're sacrificing. And, and so that's what I see for us in the season is it's like every six steps, death, every six steps, death. It's a cadence that, that, that we are going to live by in this next season. And I think that it has everything to do with, with worship. Pepper, would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And a redefining of worship. What is worship? You know, I, I don't really have a working definition for that that truly does justice right. to what worship is because I don't fully know it, but I know worship is more than a song. It's more than a sound, you know. And so um, we're coming into this new year with what are new sounds for us. It may have been somebody's sound in last season and we've, you know, we've been promoted to it. There will be sounds that are new to us because scripture says there is nothing new under the sun. Yeah. But um whatever whatever sound God releases in us and whatever color that sound is, it will take us in a trajectory that he wants us to go. Yeah. You know? But I was thinking how, as far as uh, no compromise and digging deeper, we'll, we'll have to roll up our sleeves and get a little messy. And <laughs> um, I want to share a scripture from Isaiah it's Isaiah 58, 12, and you can read the rest of it later if you want more context. But um, it says, um, your people will rebuild the ancient ruins yeah. and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of street dwellings. And because we're talking about family and community, I like the way the passion says it. It says you'll be called repairers of cities and restorers of communities. Wow. But that's going to require, you know, when there's a breach in something, um, I looked up the definition to see there's a, you know, um, few different definitions, but it describes a breach as a gap in a wall, a barrier, um, 
or a defense, especially one made by an attacking enemy. And so um, I can imagine us like Nehemiah, you know, you know, we, we've got a weapon in one hand and what, what else did he have in the other hand? Uh, I can't remember, but he was doing double duty, <laughs> you know, so I can imagine us with our worship flag in one hand and our, you know, our weapon in the other hand. And so we are part of this restoration process. Right. It's not just something we're waiting for or believing mm -hmm. for, but, you know, we're rolling up our sleeves, we're getting into it and we're raising up those age old foundations like it talks about in Isaiah. So I think it'll be an ebb and flow, you know, because yeah. I feel like going into this new year, like, first of all, he wants to kiss us, you know, mm -hmm. because he knows what's ahead. And, and for me, it feels like he's just kind of, you know, there's sometimes you feel like God says, okay, let's hit the ground running. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying we won't, but as we do, I feel like he's just sending us off with a kiss. Huh. Come, you send your husband off to work with a kiss, you mm -hmm. know? And so, um, I just have a vision of us just building together like family and communities, you know, like when disaster hits a community, nothing brings a community together. You may not talk to your neighbor for months or years, but mm -hmm. it's something God put inside of our humanity, whether we're born again or not, when disaster hits our humanity, we just want to build, help each other, you know? Right. So I see that in the spirit. Right. Well, and I think that that's so important that we that we look at those those stories uh, like Nehemiah, where Nehemiah didn't tackle that on his own and he didn't he didn't displace the blame on 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 someone else generations prior. He right. came underneath the problem and carried it as yeah. if it were his own. He took yeah. responsibility. He took ownership. And we even see that in, in the life of Josiah, where he didn't he didn't run into the knowledge of this issue where Israel had turned their backs on God again and say, oh, what have they done? He took ownership and he did something about it. And I think that we could learn so much from this because, and this is another one of our boundary lines is blameless problem solving, where we're not looking to place the, the blame on someone. We're looking to bring a solution to the, the situation. That's and I'm going to take it a little bit further and, 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 and combine the two growing in ownership because we have to start taking our union way more seriously than we do. We love to deflect and say, they did it. Look what they've done. They've made a mess. They, they're this, they're that, they're all these other things. And, and we don't want to take any ownership in it. And it yeah. is the same scenario. The wall has been breached. Yeah. What are we going to do about it? What solution yeah. are we going to bring to that? Yeah. And so often, I think that just looks like shouldering the responsibility. Like, yeah. I'm going to carry this for a while. Obviously, yeah. you have become weak in this area. And I'm going to bring integrity to this. And this is where great courage is going to come in also is because this is not going to be our knee jerk reaction. It's going to take the influence of the spirit for us mm -hmm. to be able to see the hole in the wall mm -hmm. where the wall has been breached and to bring mm -hmm. integrity to that with selfless love. We know that love covers a multitude of sins. Amen. And my big question for us is which among us are going to be that expression of love? Ooh. Yeah. 
Yeah, with for with Nehemiah, it was the the weapon in one hand and and the tool to build in the other. Mm. So uh, whatever whatever implement that was that the people were using, so and good. so that that's that just speaks back to um, the posture. I was I was thinking about at the beginning of, of this broadcast, um, ready to to fight uh, and. Uh, and defend in one hand and, and continue to build the kingdom with the other. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So good. Well, Pepper, you want to pray us out? I'd love to. <laughs> Father, I just thank you, God, that life with you is never boring. Mm. You started us out with a new year of promises, a new year of challenges, a new year of hopefulness. And I just repent on behalf of myself and on behalf of all of us, Lord, for not examining our own hearts in this restoration process and just waiting for you to restore something and just quoting scriptures and saying, your word says you'll do this. But Lord, we are co-heirs, co-laborers with you. And so teach us in this time of restoration, whether it's family, houses, lands, whether it's money, whether it's justice that is due us, teach us, Lord, to co-labor with you, not just lean upon you, but lean upon you in a co-laboring way that we can be your people who uh, build up the ancient ruins and who restore the foundations and who, as Angie said, doesn't just see the breach and want to get stuck on who made the breach and how it happened, mm -hmm. but saying, I, I will be the person that will start the restoration in this area. I will be the person that will make the first step. I will be the person because Lord, we know even in marriage, it's it's not 50-50. Sometimes it's 90-10, Lord. And so we just want to shoulder whatever responsibilities you want us to shoulder with the courage that we can go into this uh, new season and go in faith of what we know and not just what we see. And so, Father... I ask that we would just feel that gentle kiss, that gentle kiss of you saying, I love you. It's going to be all right. I know there's going to be challenges, but I'm with you all the way. I'm with you all the way. Yeah. And so I just speak that over us and seal it in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pepper. Wow. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in with us this morning. Obviously, a huge topic that we're going to continue to to look at and uncover. Um, Vince, will you tell us about Kingdom Indivisible just real quick before we go? We are one week out, uh, like within minutes of of our first uh, session together. Uh, so very excited for that. Um, this is going to be a, a time for us to be able to come together and have a, a real roundtable discussion. This isn't going to be uh, one of those groups where uh, someone is teaching or talking at you and you're just absorbing. This is a uh, we're going to get on Zoom and we are going to have a topic and we have some uh, questions 
to discuss each week around that topic. And everybody is going to come together and share what it is that God is placing on their hearts. And it is going to be absolutely incredible time to be able to uh, uh, be sharpened by one another, uh, be sharpened by what uh, Holy Spirit is releasing through each and every one of us. Everybody gets to play. Everybody uh, has a part and um, it's going to be incredible. And we're very expectant for big things to come out of that. Yes, 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 yes. Wow, I am excited. So if you haven't already, get signed up. We dropped the link in the comments there. Go get signed up and we will get you added to the Facebook group where all the conversations will be taking place. And speaking of, we're going to hop off here and be in the group at nine o'clock. So we'll see some of you in just a few minutes. We'll talk to you later.